Um, my name is Madlena. I'm a spiritual coach and a sound therapist um, and uh, a few other stuff, but anyway, I will not be talking about that. I created the group that is called Inner Circle, the Vibe Tribe, to, uh, to raise the vibration collectively, you know, because we all, each one of us, has our ups and downs and um, some of us are aware of what's happening around us. Some of us doesn't want to know what's happening around us. You know, it, it depends on different approach, but I believe that when we vibrate on a similar frequencies, as a sound therapist, I take everything, you know, <laughs> as a frequency. So um, and I believe that those that they're vibrating similar frequencies um, should stick together and raise the vibration vibration together and collectively you know move this energy forward um, and uh, that's why the idea came to to create a group that um, that would have similar interests um, and we would all grow from it because I want to see different perspectives as well from different speakers so they can teach us um, their own perspective or their own techniques that we can use because some sound therapy is great for some they might not resonate with it that much so you know everyone has to find their own way but at the same time we're all together and that's what I wanted to create and today I invited Sarah um, Sarah I've met through David Wolf who's my teacher um, and somehow we connected connected through Instagram um, and um, yeah, she's, she's a holistic coach and she's a colonic hydrotherapist um, and she's doing it since 12 years. So we'll tell you more about it. I will just introduce her and um, I will let her speak. Um, I have some questions that I will ask Sarah, but when she will finish, then you will be able to ask your own questions as well. Uh, so I'll give that time after, um, so you can ask questions. And then if there's enough time left, then I will do a sound bath. You can stay, you don't have to, whichever you want. And you know, there's no pressure or anything. And um, uh, yeah, so I will give now uh, mic to Sarah. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, and I'm gonna. I'm trying to figure out Zoom. I'm just like, I think I only want to be looking at you instead of everybody else, or else I'll get distracted by looking at everybody else who's on here. So, um, one second, one second. Okay, now we unmuted. I think. Oh, you just heard me like blah blah blah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was just trying to mute everyone and unmute you quickly, but uh, it didn't work out that well. No, okay. no, no. no. Myself, so you are only unmuted. Okay, well, what is the first question? I'll talk about myself a little bit, and then if you want to let me know the first question, I'll go yes. into that. Yes, of course. So, um, I, the first question then uh, I would have, because I was talking about, obviously, immunity and about the situation that we we have today and how we have to protect ourselves and um, you know I think the, the best protection for all this is to boost our own immunity in natural ways obviously because you know that's what we're talking about and I would just ask you what would be your advice and what would you recommend what are you know how would you protect yourself and which ways you would boost your immune system um, 
today, obviously, we're talking about coronavirus, but not only, basically, you know, about uh, the, the holistic approach to it and um, just to find out what we can do to, to feel that our body is strong enough and will not catch anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Okay, everybody. I'm Sarah Moore. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee right now. Um, so I'm only, it's only a little after one o'clock for me in the afternoon. So I'm not in my pajamas, but I will say that my top half doesn't match my bottom half since I knew you'd only see my, my top. So I walked in and my daughter goes, are you actually wearing that? And I said, they won't see my bottoms. <laughs> um, but I've been, like she said, I've been doing this for 12 years. Um, more more part-time, full-time, I guess. I have two children and I've been fortunate to be able to homeschool them. Um, and fortunate that I started out in this kind of holistic life early. I had both my children at home and um, by choice and um, have kind of done my best as a mother to fall in line with what I believe is best for them. And so the overall of this I want you guys to take is I always believe you have your choice. And so I think with this group, you already know that, but with what's going on with a lot of um, situation where we don't aren't getting to have a choice maybe because things are being put on us that we don't get to control is that I want you to recognize whatever information I do give you. Um, like she said, we're on a frequency and you have to take what resonates with you based on what information you're given. And if something like says, trust your gut, that was there for a reason. If you have that gut feeling, that intuition that something's not meant for you yet or at all, stay away from it right away. So with all this information I'm going to give you um, from my experience and my expertise and then what's going on with clients, take what you feel um, resonates with you and leave the rest because I don't know anybody as an individual and so I'll be speaking in a greater term um, so holistic nutrition and colon hydrotherapy what does it mean to be a holistic nutritionist in my opinion and the way I practice and the way my focus is is to see you as an individual and then think of every aspect body mind and spirit that goes into you and that means not just seeing where you are right now when you come to me it's let's go back to everything that's made up you and it's also kind of pulling from different nutritional modalities of what will work best for you because we are in a world where a lot of people want to put themselves in a box <laughs> and we don't always fit into a box and so especially because we're so unique individuals so deciding to have someone be a vegan or paleo or keto or all of those things um, isn't my first approach it's really understanding where you are and what got you to this point and so all of this is to go into that first question on how to boost your immunity what might work for me immediately after been doing this for many years might not resonate with you immediately and that's the other thing about holistic approach and nutrition nothing is meant to be your kind of like magic pill so to speak and that's you know in you know i'm not as familiar with maybe how your medical establishments are there but in in the united states it's very you have a symptom go take a pill, manage the symptoms. It's not, it's not to go back unless you meet someone like me or you've been fortunate to get a holistic based MD. So let's go back and see where did these come from? Because what we feel today didn't happen last week or last month, sometimes not even last year. It could have been three or four years ago. And um, so boosting your immunity. If you haven't had your blood work done recently, it's likely that your vitamin D, which we hear a lot about that, um, is low. So that would be the first place I would start with. Vitamin D3, 
and have the K2 as a part of it. Now, when you're, there's so many delivery methods of nutraceuticals. So if you're already having gut issues, meaning you're not pooping two to three times a day, you already know you're having gluten intolerance and things like that, then I would choose a nutraceutical across the board that's either in a tincture form, a powder form, a gel cap, avoid like tablets and things that you have to break down further. Because if our gut isn't properly working as well, that step is gonna be harder for your body to assimilate that. And what I mean by a tincture is if you've ever gotten herbal type tinctures or anything that's put in alcohol or an oil base. So the alcohol and the oil are carriers to drive it to your blood faster. So if you are having gut issues, then you wanna choose something that's in that type of um, delivery method okay um now outside of being totally gross I've, i don't put it past myself sometimes to even just bite a gel cap let all the liquid come out of the gel cap and then spit out the gel so you can so there's always those choices and you know put it directly under your tongue after you do that but vitamin d is one of those and most recommendations will say like a thousand a, a milligrams a day or a thousand IUs. I think it's IUs that's done in. I say that you can go up to five to eight. Now I say that with all get tested to be sure before you go into the higher doses. Cause we don't want to overdose on vitamin D, but most people are not. Most people are not getting the sun. If they get the sun, they're not getting it in a way that they're absorbing it. Um, so that's a huge one. And you will notice not only immunity, but sleep will improve, depression or anxiety gets better, just overall mood is better with D. And we're not gonna get it in a way that we can utilize it well through dairy products. So I would just cut dairy out of the equation for anything calcium, vitamin D related. Um, even you cheese, if there's any cheese lovers, sorry, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna break your heart. Um, the next of course is vitamin C. Now, they're again different, delivery methods of vitamin C, and it's also something you're gonna pass through your body quickly. Um, but I would go, in this situation right now, if you feel like you're a little immune compromised, two to 3,000 milligrams a day, and you could space that out. There's liposome vitamin C, which is a better delivery method, but it is more expensive. It's been hard to get lately because everybody was getting it whenever everything happened. Um, and then I would stick with a good B complex. Okay, those are the basic like ABC vitamins, you know, um, D, B, and C. Now, the other thing is I would load up on probiotic sources in all different methods, okay? So that's your good bacteria. So that comes from, of course, a supplement, but then that can come from sauerkraut, kefirs, um, coconut kefir, um, cultured vegetables, fermented foods. Again, let's, I, I'm not as anti-fermented dairy, but still I would stay away from it unless you really know the great source or you've created that fermentation yourself. Um, it would not be from a dairy cultured yogurt or something like that, because on the other side of what's going to lower your immune system is sugar. And often, especially in the United States, people think that they're getting this great probiotic source by eating uh, yogurt. <laughs> and it's full of sugar and it's cow's yogurt and it's just really it's not it's now they might see a difference and move their bowels because they're so deficient that it will cause some some movement but the long term of it is not helping them so um probiotics from multiple sources 
And unless you've had a stool sample test done to show what you're deficient in in bacteria strands, it's hard to know. So trying to get it from multiple sources will allow you to have a better understanding. Now, if you're, um, I'm not gonna go deep into this, but if you're someone who already has like SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, you have to watch that bacteria that you're putting in and stuff. But I'm gonna speak again, like from a general standpoint, because I don't know y'all. So I wanna give you these, these tips. But if you're constipated or having trouble moving your bowels and you've eaten better, just simply adding a raw sauerkraut can make a huge difference to allow you to move your bowels. Um, and then water, 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 water. It's the miss, um, it's just the missing link for so many people. And from a colonic standpoint, with my colonics, I do gravity fed closed loop and I'll end up, if not more, 20 gallons of water filtering through someone's colon. Now from that standpoint, they should be releasing a lot, but a lot of times their bowels are so dehydrated, they will soak up a lot of that water. And that tells me tons about what even they're absorbing when they do drink water. But you have on the other hand, we're having water, but we're probably having coffee and we might be having wine and we might be having pop or tea and a lot of those things. So nothing replaces water other than water. So um, I oftentimes, well, I had a lot of green tea. Does that count as my water? No, that is not water. So we want it from the highest quality source that we can get it. And, and that's always up for debate, but I will just say, uh, and then if you could continue to drink it in glass, store it in glass, those type of things, that minimizes toxicity. So um, I like to re-go over because it, it helps me not lose track. Um, so we have B, D, and C, probiotics, and water. Now the others, and those are again basics to make this simple. The other side of the coin is we can, we can be adding so much in all the time. And that's what everybody loves, I think, because anytime we're creating action, we think we're doing something, but not all action is moving us forward, right? It's, it's the habit of saying, oh, I'm busy. And I always make sure when someone asks me, I'll say I'm good busy, because in my mind, good busy means I'm productive and I'm doing. I can be busy all day long just by being on Instagram, right? So um, I would say what we wanna do is we wanna be doing everything that's moving us forward. And so when I talk to somebody and I have them do something, I'm gonna tell you, if you don't understand it right now, just know I'm moving you forward, okay? Because sometimes when I have a client, they don't understand everything, but I try to offer only things that are gonna move them forward. So the other side of the coin is elimination. Eliminating the tissues, cleansing the tissues, because if we're adding all of this stuff in and we don't have that cleansing going on, it's gonna be the person that feels it for a couple weeks or maybe a month. Like, oh man, I felt so great. And then that month passes and you're saying, wait a minute, I don't, I don't feel the benefits of that anymore. Well, because what'll happen is all the good food and all the supplementation will act as detoxers. And then your body's saying, wait a minute, everything you've detoxed, I want to get it out of you. It doesn't belong in your body anymore. Your liver is saying, I don't want to process it. All of those things are happening. And if you don't get it out of your skin or your bowels, then it's gonna hang out in the body. And then the body's gonna utilize it again as something it wants to get out. And then that's where those symptoms start to come back because we didn't we didn't take it to the trash and then take the trash to the curb and have the trash man come and get it, okay? <laughs> so eliminating the tissues would be sauna or sweating. So if you don't have an infrared sauna, which that's your best choice of sauna, then vigorously sweat in a way, or exercise in a way that's healthy for you, but that creates some good, it's hard for me to sweat. so even just in regular exercise, I could be working out hard and I still don't break out a good sweat. So the sauna is huge for me because 
it, it really gets me a really great sweat. So my tissues are eliminating. Um, you could take really hot baths. Um, but if you have an option of an infrared sauna, that's your best, your best choice. And then of course you might just have where the sun is warm enough for you that you can lay out on it in a good time of the day and just really get a lot of vitamin D and then sweat with the sun. Now my only side note on that is if that's you, or maybe whenever you get out to the pool, when the weather starts getting better, avoid coming inside and immediately rinsing off or of course using any toxic soaps because allow your body to absorb that sweat and vitamin D that you got for I would say 30 minutes to an hour okay then the other elimination is of course I've talked about it already is the colonics so colonics and, and if you don't have access to colonics which are closed or open systems and if I need to go into further detail on that if people want to know more about colonics we can do that later um, or enemas and it could be a coffee enema or a bagged enema okay now the difference would be an enema is only going to give you maybe a couple um, cups of water. And like I said before, a colonic can be up to 20 gallons or more. So it's a huge difference on how it's going to go through your bowels and how much you're going to water you're going to get. But both are going to still help you eliminate your bowels more than you would probably do on your own, which is going to work to get more things out of your body. So all of that will begin supporting a strong immune system, but then boosting a weaker one. Now, the other thing, which is, I would say my hardest is just managing your stress. Okay. We could be green juicing, infrared sauna colonics all day long. And if we're stressed, it almost just wipes all that out and our body goes into a completely different place. I mean, we can, we, I could probably manifest the coronavirus being in quarantine if I worried about it that much. You know, we create what we think about. And so, and that's where in lies a lot of the problem with what's going on now. If they stay, if you stay in front of the TV, you stay in front of the news, you will become possibly what you, um, what you listen to. So stress is huge. And as we're going to find out with sound bath or yoga or everybody manages their stress differently. You might manage your stress by putting on some heavy metal music. I don't, I don't know, but that's up to you to recognize where you're being triggered, where your stress is coming from and do your best to minimize that. And that will of course mean sleeping well and putting yourself around people that don't trigger you either. And which is now, you know, and that's where it is also hard for a lot of people now too. They might be in a home with the people that cause them stress and they can't leave them or something. So we have the nutraceutical side, we have the stress side, we have the cleansing side. And then the, the obvious yet we haven't talked about is the definite what we put in our mouth outside of supplement side. So boosting your immune system. We want to avoid the trigger type um, allergen foods and that's regardless if we're thinking directly on the immune system at all. So we have um, if you're again gut compromised gluten. Now we can get gluten in whole grains that aren't always really a bad thing but if you're already having gut issues gluten is your problem will be a huge problem. Um, and I think you mentioned thyroid later and thyroid, one of the biggest things that you're going to need to eliminate for a long time is gluten if you have a thyroid issue. Um, so vegetables, I'm always going to say if you follow me on Instagram and as Marlena knows is greens, greens with every meal, leafy greens, um, sea vegetables, all of those type of things. Because what we ultimately want is for our food, like everything says, to be our medicine. And so if we're eating the full spectrum of, you know, healthy, healthy grains, good, good, um, tons of greens, fruits, all of that, then we are naturally giving our body what it needs to be fueled, 
so it can be in the position to do what we need it to do, to fight off anything. Um, and so I would say definitely gluten, sugar, of course, the major culprit. And I'm talking about white sugar, refined sugar. And if you're dealing with candida issues, you're, you're going to have a lower immune system then. And we want to cut out most sugar from any standpoint, honey, um, date sugar, however you're getting maple syrup, even your natural ones, just because we want to allow, you know, all of the creepy crawlies we talk about and things like that to not have anything to feed off of. And every, again, everybody's different. Some people that's not going to be a trigger. Others, the honey could just be something that immediately gets the yeast going again. And if you're vegan, honey's going to be out of the question too, probably. So maybe maple syrup or something. Um, and then I think li listening to your body, because even a healthy food can not resonate with you but that can show you where you are in your elimination process so somebody might say well sarah i just every time i eat an avocado which i think is you know one of the gods of food no <laughs> but you eat the avocado and they're like sarah i just get bloated or whatever well it's it, it is the avocado possibly triggering something that's already there and so they would need to step back from the avocado for a little while until we do some cleansing and we get to the bottom of why such a healthy fat is causing a problem and so if that's you and you're eating healthy food and you haven't had a good food allergy sensitivity testing you might have a healthy food that's a trigger and that that can be seen a lot in nuts and seeds too because they're hard to digest and people especially if you changed into a plant-based diet or a raw food diet they're getting a lot of nuts which are hard to digest especially like almonds and the harder nuts and if we're not chewing them well enough they'll kind of hang out in the gut longer than we want and then we feel like we've got a whole lot going on there um am i talking too fast that's another thing. Okay. I, I know everybody's time is precious and y'all might be getting tired. So I'm talking faster than normal, but make sure that if you need clarification on something that you added into the questions. Um, so those are, I think the biggest immune things. And I think right now, if you want us COVID specifically coronavirus, man, manage your stress because it seems like if you're in the group, you guys are at least mindful. And that's the first step. If our mind's not right on anything, um, we'll fight against ourselves. And so find ways to manage your stress. And so if that's turn off the TV, get off social media for a little while, because even if, even myself, I follow all the people that similarly believe as I do and that I love, but even that can fire me up because then they're showing where this person's done a bad thing and that person's done a bad thing. And I want to I get fired up and that serves me not well either. So um, I would say of the things I gave you, that would be, and if your stress is already cool, then then look at the others in the order of importance of where you think you're neglecting yourself. So wait, we can probably go to the next question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Um, so um, I also would like to mention maybe um, about uh, how important it is to um, also have right dose of minerals. And uh, I know David always was teaching us to drink water, and especially if we're drinking a lot of water, make sure that we are adding some of the good sea salt, like Celtic sea salt, right. the minerals that actually because water, if it's in big amounts, it would flush out the, the minerals. Correct. So, yeah, so is, uh, is there anything else anywhere else that we can uh, get minerals from 
I would say if you want a broad spectrum base of minerals from food is to really get on your sea vegetables. You know, your E3 Live, your spirulina, your blue-green algae, corella, those type of things, um, because you're already going to have that salt mineral in there. Um, we can break down and you can actually, you know, get a kind of a sea mineral type liquid to add to your um, you know, I've done for a while, I've done the um, Flanagan's um, powder in the water, um, coming off my mind, because um, I realized like, man, I've, some things I've neglected for a little while and need to add back in. You know, I'm, I'm always going to have my like super herbs from my medicinal mushrooms. That's what I wanted to ask as well about the superfoods and super herbs, you know, so this one that, that is quite important part as well, especially to boost the immune system at the moment, especially like chaga, reishi, you know, all the emotions mm -hmm. we can add as well. So if you would like to sum up and just say, what would be for you clean eating? So what is that we have to remove from our um, uh, diet to, to know that, okay, we're not putting the worst stuff and we are not putting a lot of toxins. So we, we say like, process you know a lot of people here us uh, switching to vegan diet as well but mm -hmm. then how we are switching to vegan diet, that will be my next question but let's go right. first um, with the um, with the clean eating so uh, for sure you were mentioning that sugar we need to obviously minimize that and um, try to dairy. avoid it completely and dairy and what else would you recommend to remove well, if you're going from a vegan standpoint, you're already um, you're already eliminating meat. But if you're still choosing to add meat in, know where your meat came from or choose the highest quality you can afford. So it might be done in organic. It might be done in grass-fed. It might be done in local or that type of thing. Because again, if you talk about energy and frequency, um, we anything we put in our mouth, we, we put in the energy of it. And so... You know, people ask me, sir, do you ever eat anything bad? And I'm like, well, if I'm going to have pizza, I'm not going to, I don't know if y'all have Papa John's, but I'm not going to go out on Papa John's. I'm going to go out to the really good pizza place and get, you know, where someone took the time to craft this great pizza that I'm going to put in my mouth. Not the kid who hates his job that's just throwing it in the box waiting for me to pick it up. So with anything good or bad, you have to, where's the source of it? So you've got gluten, sugar, dairy. I would say eliminate corn. It can be considered one of the greatest allergens, but it's also so highly genetically modified. So on the vegan diet, and even, you know, as people are getting into just eating, there's corn is in everything, you know? So choose organic if you are gonna have it, but I would eliminate that because it just can sit in your gut. Um, most people know that they've passed corn through their stool, and, and why is because that shell that's on the outer layer of the corn just doesn't get broken down, and so, one, you either eat the corn really fast and don't chew it up, but what you don't chew up, your body doesn't break down. So it comes out as the whole kernel. And I've probably seen quite a bit of that in, my, in colonics. Um, so I would, I would also... What about soya? You know soya? Because it's where people soy? are switching to soy, yeah. And they're switching, when they stop dairy, they usually switch to soy milk. And I say, no, don't switch to soy milk. Because that's not a great choice here. So, but this is the first thing they know. So, could you right. explain why soy is not, not such a great thing for us? Well, a couple couple main points is soy is like corn. It's highly genetically modified. Soy is also the other big one is it's a phytoestrogen. So, a lot of people are already getting these phytoestrogens 
in so many ways. It could be um, through plastics. It can be through the receipt that you get from your checkout lady. It's lined. Now I know Whole Foods does not, but that's that BPA lining that's even on receipts. If you get that receipt, and I'm guilty of it sometimes, getting it, just bottling it up and throwing it away. Well, all of that residue gets on your hands. And where do we, as we know now with don't touch your face, I mean, I touch my face all the time. So where are we getting that phytoestrogen put in places, okay? And then furthermore, because we are toxic, that stuff gets in our tissue. So that's where a lot of the estrogen-based cancers of breast cancer and ovarian cancer and that type of stuff is coming from that extra estrogen. So soy is that. Now I would go, if you're choosing it, I would do a fermented soy and that'd be it. And that's not going to be from your milks. And, and then from the side point, it's just an allergen for a lot of people similar to corn. And, and, you know, it did get such a good play because even, you know, whenever everybody was choosing to not have cow's milk or even their children would be allergic to formula than they did soy. And, you know, there was a lot of studies done at the beginning following these children that were on soy formula or soy milk from infancy on. And these boys, their, their, their testes didn't drop there. They got, you know, um, I call them man boobs, but they got, you know, their chest grew. They, their just their male organs weren't forming well because they had such such a large amount of estrogen which we know you know men will have some estrogen we have some testosterone but they clearly need a lot more and so it's just one of those things that you're not processing out of your body as well and if you're switching to a less processed food diet I would challenge you to just look at the labels of the stuff you used to eat and see how much soy was actually in it when you didn't even know it because it's just a filler so because it's cheap yeah, I think it's like a lot of, like, even if you buy dark chocolate, if you look at the soy lecithin everywhere as well, you know, so it's like added everywhere, but we don't look at the labels, which is the, right. you know, uh, my husband is laughing, always saying, why do you spend so much time in the shop? Because I'm standing there and reading all the labels, you know, <laughs> yeah. just to see if something, you know, I can find Yeah, there's, there's times I'll even pick up stuff. Yeah, I'll pick up stuff and then later I'm like, dude, that's got that in there. Or even that they added some sort of stupid preservative that's not even, you know, but everything else in it is natural. But then they decided to, I'm like, yes, so well, often they're just adding one thing, you know, everything is healthy and it's advertised and healthy, healthy. And then you see only like one little preservative in there that you know you're thinking okay no i don't want that really but you don't look at it you just look at it at home when you go home <laughs> right right yeah. or you've been taking it for you know a couple months and i think the biggest thing too as a side of this guys is we're exposed to so much that we don't have control over the air we breathe if you go to a friend's house or like i was just talking about how they're putting these weird things up in the gym you know of like beside you like when you're running and i was like I don't even worry about the corona. I don't want to smell people at the gym that put on the perfumes and all the stuff that you smell when you go into it. But those are all things we don't have control of. But what we do every single time is we make a choice and we have control of what we put in our mouth. And so we can feel like we need to live in a bubble once we know all this information because it is kind of overwhelming and we're like, wow, we didn't realize all this exposure. Like you said, you're going to have the EMF guy next time. And I mean, like you start learning about EMFs, you really think like I'm safe nowhere. But what we do have is what we put in our body or what we try to eliminate. And so as we're exposed to all these other things, we then put our body in a better position 
to handle the stuff we don't have control of, but then to also eliminate what we don't have control of. So is it cutting it into a minimum, you know, because if you make those choices, even in a few products, you know, like I was explaining to a friend recently, you know, if you're putting cheese and milk, don't use milk at least, use cheese, you know, and then you have half of the bad stuff and then slowly you remove the other ingredients and then you replace them with something that is uh, healthier because it's a slow progress, you know, to move us from what we used to know and those products used to be healthy and all of a sudden all becoming unhealthy so now you have to think how to replace it but to keep the taste so you know it's something that you used to right right and i think that's though where we have to take a little bit more responsibility though marlena it's because you know we don't want to get coronavirus we don't want to get cancer we don't but but we don't want to do the work that it takes to make sure that we don't get those things and so yes you're right baby steps are fine But when we want these great results or we want to feel amazing, we want to wake up with all this natural energy and we want to, all of this stuff, not, we have to then get, we have to get real and say like the baby steps won't get us where, Mm. where internally. It's maybe too late. Yeah. So you need to do it. We we all know, we all know what we're meant to feel like, what we're meant to be. And, and I always tell like, because if I have my clients that are, I'm all my clients are smart. I mean, they found me. That's right. No, but I mean, they all are highly intelligent people. And so what I usually do to kind of flip the script on them, I'll say like, okay, you're this big time at your business or you run this great business. You didn't know how to do it when you started. You didn't know and, and, you know, maybe you work the corporate route and they laid out the map for you on day one when you went in orientation and you were a little peon and said, I want to be CEO, but you had a map, but you chose to put in the work to learn what you needed to learn to become the CEO to run this big company. We're forgetting that we're the CEO of our body and most people don't want to decide to figure out, hey, what's the roadmap to make myself healthy? And they've blindly gone on this path. And now we're here. Because they are maybe scared as well of big changes. You know, that's a human nature as well, that whatever is yeah. new and different, people are scared. So it, that's what we're trying to eliminate fear on every level at the moment. And this is well, we didn't have control over it when we were a child, right? And so, you know, when you finally get control over it, it's again one of those things where I haven't been doing it for how many years? Maybe until you became 18, you hadn't even thought about it. So now you're reversing conditioning and thought processes, like you said, and it is scary. And that's where we also talk about diverting your pain. Is it more painful to wake up hurting and tired and going to the doctor? Or is it more painful to step back and say, you know what, I'm just going to try to figure this out. And yes, that's fine. I don't want to just discourage baby steps by any means because every step forward is a, is a positive step. But what I also, especially if they come to work for me and they're paying me money, I want them to know that everybody else has been patting you on the back right now. I'm going to pat you on the back and hug you, but I'm also going to, you know, light a little fire under your butt and be realistic about what's going on here. And I think that's what we what we have to do. So yes, and we can segue into the vegan um, thing with that too, because I, I, what I know, I'll what speak on what I know in the States and then you can say how it might be different for the UK, but. Yeah, um, that's, yeah that's the question is because here it's quite quick that people are uh, swapping, but then they replacing the meat with the very processed, uh, um, you know, replace like chicken that is from soy, as we were. Right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, 
that's what I wanted to ask you is how to find balance and how to because I hear a lot of people saying I would love to but I don't know how you know how to switch because I don't know what to eat because they used to having uh, you know a little bit of meat on the plate and then salad or even if they're eating healthy you know it's like meat and salad yeah but then it's if you want to uh, remove the meat what do you have and they're scared to have only salad on the plate so right how to do it well and again i think you have to think what is meat yes meat is protein but also meat is a is a grounding source of especially if we're coming with animal meat outside of fish what is that animal always doing it's always touching the ground it's always moving around like that whether it's cow or chicken or turkey or whatever and so we take on that energy as a grounding heavier energy that most people feel they need with every bit of meat because we have been conditioned to get full at a meal instead of looking as the meal as the fuel to get us to the next place we want to just walk away full or overstuffed or whatever and so that again is a conditioning thing of putting the meat on the plate and having that extra thing now of course we can and i saw a question go in on additives and i'll try to tie that into this until we cleanse our body and our palate we're always gonna be tasting the fake flavors that we've been given. And so the fake flavors are in preservatives, in food food coloring, um, the reason why you, something tastes like watermelon and there's not one bit of watermelon in there. Um, but if we start to learn about foods and allow our palate to adjust, then we begin to taste the sweetness in an onion or obviously in a carrot. Or we begin to, you know, for beets, for instance, beets to me, if juiced are very sweet, like they're almost too sweet for me. But there's times where you roast them and you can taste the earthiness of them because they're a root vegetable. So I would first, in transition of a vegan diet, recognize that I could have potato chips all day and be a vegan. Okay, as long as they aren't cheddar potato chips. But I could have regular plain potato chips all day and be a vegan. So choosing to be vegan will help your digestive system a lot and get out any of that processed meat you might have been having. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're equaling health. Okay? It's a mindfulness shift. It's a pattern shift. So those are all great because the pattern of constantly putting the chicken on your plate is not happening anymore. Um, but I always am going to suggest the greens get the greens in with every meal so what i mean by greens leafy greens greens powders because that's what's going to begin to cleanse the blood which also then begins to cleanse the palate as we're getting those things out of our system that are triggering us to want the salt the sweet the preservatives that were in everything else we had okay now there are other as you know other plant alternatives that are not soy for meat substitutes so we have you know if you're going away from gluten though you couldn't get into the tempeh and things like that but you can do jackfruit a great um i mean even portobello mushrooms or any sort of mushrooms can act as a meat texture and you can I have large amounts mushrooms i love yeah. them They're really really nice and also i think there's a lot of uh people you know products from pea yeah so the people yeah yeah, and you just have to see too, like how your body responds to that. Because again, I think it's, but then we've got hemp, which is amazing. So we can get hemp powder. We, you can even get similar hemp now patties or not even patties, but hemp products that are made like tempeh, but are with hemp. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's so many raw food will use nuts and seeds for their meat alternatives. So like walnut as um, walnut crumble for um, taco meat and stuff. So you have to get creative. Um, 
But I would first just eliminate the thought that you need it with every meal. And and like you're saying, yes, they have this desire, they want it on the plate, but then that's where I would add healthy fats, like your avocado. I would add root vegetables, which are in, any vegetable that grows in the root is gonna be more grounding and heartier. So it's gonna give you that. So you, But you can even accomplish that too with some sweet potato or even red potato or purple potato, something while you're transitioning to give you more of that hardiness that you feel like you're possibly missing with the meat. Um, and, and then of course it helps you avoid like what she said from the beginning is the soy-based cheeses, the soy-based fake meats. Um, you know, there are they are getting better at it, but you know, like, do y'all have the impossible meat there yet? Yes, we do, yeah, 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 we do. Which But is so, so awful for the body and if you're not used to it go I challenge you to eat an impossible burger and then tell me if you get gas or bloatedness or it's very heavy yeah it's very heavy. well it has soy yeah, and gluten many of the different companies as well they're doing similar things and then you know you're thinking at the end of the day you we have very very popular in England it's called corn I don't know if you have it Q-U-O-R-N yeah but they still have some products that even have eggs still in them so you have to yeah it's a they have that here in the frozen section but I would say you know beyond meat can make a better burger it's just really high in fat and it's pea, pea protein based um, but they do have some for a while yeah, I you have to again read the labels I think you know that's the whole thing with the labels because even if you want to there are some that uh, that they are not as bad as the others I would say but it's also I think, as you said, and it was, you know, it, it, it's very important to remember that, um, you know, you, um, animals it's, and eating meat is more of our uh, mind conditioning and something that we know and we learned from, from our parents because that's how we used to live, thinking that we have to, every mother will tell you, oh, you know, you need to eat some meat because where are you going to take protein? Uh, from no, people, no, no. died because they don't have enough protein, right? <laughs> and yeah. uh, and the second thing is just skip because where the cow is getting all the nutrients from from the grass, so we're just skipping the you know right. the animals. We're going straight to the greens, yeah. <laughs> so, right, you know, and and I think it's easy, like you said, when it seems too much work or something to make the switch. I think what I see a lot of with the vegan movement of the recent quickness is people know they need to get in more control of their health they're becoming more conscious of something's got to change now if you're doing it for the ethical reasons of animals that's a whole nother subject and we're not we're not talking about that we're talking about if you're choosing to make this move based on health and so i believe or what i see or recognize is a lot of people know hey i need to change my patterns i need to change my family's patterns of what you just said that conditioning of eating meat on every every plate so in order for me to do that one i don't know because it wasn't necessarily taught to me i'm not sure because there's information everywhere i'm overloaded by google so instead of making a slow transition of just reducing your meat it's easier for a lot of people to just say i'm going to be vegan and and then they can put themselves in that box that then says they have guidelines and most people want guidelines people like to be told what to do that's why people work for people that's why people you know we like that's why this control is so working so well because people like to be told what to do and but if they're being told what to do in the wrong way then of course it's detrimental so in this situation it's easier to say i've gone from standard american diet to just go vegan 
because then all you're doing is looking for vegan stuff. And then that's where you say it's not falling into a health change. It's just falling into a food change. So with any of it, regardless, even if you want to play in the in-between, if I feel like I'm, I'm desiring some eggs that day, I'm going to have them. If you feel like you went vegan, but something's telling you to have some chicken and you're not changing for ethical purposes, then choose the best quality chicken you could have. But any choice that we make, we got to make the choice, take it, and then move away from it. Because then we go into that stress guilt place. And so that's where I'll tell clients too, you know, it's like, okay, you made that choice. You didn't like it, but don't sit on it. Don't feel guilty about it. You know what was wrong with it move away and so that's going to be the same thing with the vegan not to massively complicate it for you but like you said read the labels recognize those allergens of soy and gluten and sugar and the preservatives and now they'll tell you in the united states you all get more regulation on bad stuff in your food than we do but now it has to say at the bottom allergen soy contains milk and so they have a little better understanding of what that some of those things are in there um but Uh, people it's just hard for them to find the in-between it's hard to segue themselves it's either let's eat this way or let's go straight on vegan and then they're wanting to just swap everything standard american diet with the vegan version and and then that's where we get into still having almost sometimes more issues than before because of all the preservatives and the fake cheese fake this and so um yeah, I saw that flexitarian or plant-based. And so, yeah, the idea of plant-based is I would say 80% of your food is plant-based. It's all plants. So if you're someone who's still choosing to eat meat, you don't have to have it with every meal or every day, but, and, and we're also missing this idea in the protein world that we're actually getting protein from any place else, but meat, like it's proteins and so much, everything has protein in it. And, you know, and it's, And again, the idea coming from, you know, the powers that be that give us this information is that we need buku grams of protein. And as I think a lot of women are discovering is they're very fat deficient. When the whole world went to this fat-free type diet way of losing weight, it wasn't sugar-free by any means, but fat-free, you know, and then they became deficient in quality fats. So the brain started becoming compromised. The female organs started becoming compromised because we forgot we needed We need fat to survive. And so then I feel like what's going to happen with all the poor use of keto and and that is then we're going to get into this other wave of, of not having fiber from a good quality source because then you've cut out grains, you've cut out fruits, you've cut out all of this. Instead of saying, let me use keto for maybe a couple weeks to heal and to get myself in this place, but not be using it for only superficial fat loss, you know, weight loss reasons. Um, Because there is positives to going into ketosis in the brain. And a lot of people have noticed the brain fog and stuff like that. But again, it can be so misinterpreted and so much keto is still dairy heavy and, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I hope that, did I answer the vegan kind of transition question well or yeah 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 yeah. i think yeah thank you very much i think you know it's like you're saying everything in moderation and everything balanced yeah so it's don't go anywhere extreme because obviously that's gonna affect your body if you're not used to it so just balance it out and uh, you know the the most important part of it is to detox to detox body so what do you think about you know when people doing 
Like we do twice a year, springtime and um, and autumn. So we do detox. Uh, they say that you should be detoxing as many days uh, in the year as you're old, not in one go, but obviously, you know, in, uh, in a few goes, and uh, unless you're very young. <laughs> 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 That's you, right? You're only detoxing like 10 days, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so what do you think about like going on a detox, like proper detox for let's say a week or two in a year, would that be beneficial? And also, uh, I will connect it with the question about juicing. So, um, would you recommend uh, juicing detox uh, for people? And would that be a way together with the colonics that, you know, because- Right, you have uh, to yeah. I'm gonna preface this by saying no detox works works if we're not moving our bowels. I mean, I will, and it doesn't mean I'm saying you have to get colonics to do that, but you've got to be moving your bowels because it's like this idea that we've done all of this to cleanse our blood and then it just magically disappears out of our body. It does not. It's like, it's like saying I threw it in the trash can, but you never took the trash out. And so it just does not work. And that's why like people who have rapid weight loss will gain the weight back if they don't detox along with it. So here since we have in Tennessee we have all four seasons so I will always say every time the seasons change that we do especially with colonics you do at least three colonics okay now if they want to take that further obviously into the food or maybe they already are um why do we do it every time the seasons change I'll tell you that in case you didn't even think about that because here too different food is grown every time the seasons change and we tend to eat differently and you might know this pattern if you're in a very cold climate in the winter time you're not always wanting to have juice or smoothies, the cold stuff. You want the warm. You might come home and say, gosh, I don't want a salad. I want some soup. And so you you gravitate towards warmer things. Yes, because that's what media tells you to do because the hot coffees are being promoted instead of the cold coffee and all of that. But it's because your body wants to get back to that balance. And that means some warmth when you've been out in the cold and grounds you back down. It's seasonal, right? So it's all right. Connected with seasons. Right. But I would say too that people aren't always thinking about that. So they might be doing more of the colder foods still in the cold weather and wondering why they're feeling off balance. And so I'll have clients where I'll say, you know, come home at night or they're really hungry or whatever. They know they've eaten enough during the day. And I'll say, well, what are you having? I had a big salad. And I said, okay, well, try to have some soup, you know, with it or some hot tea or something to just warm your body back up. So every time the seasons change is a good thing. Plus, incorporating a, a simple simple detox at that time could just be incorporating the foods that are growing during that season as a part of your detox because it's acclimating your body back to where the earth is and the earth is providing you with that food at that time because that's what grows well then and then so you can stay more connected and so I, I don't know that I say necessarily for the years you've been born I mean that's a good in like a good indicator but it really for me it's what are you doing and are you eliminating your bowels so juicing and smoothies they're not in a competition and everybody makes them like what's better what's you know do you just have to understand what each are doing like I could throw the kitchen sink in a smoothie blend it up and drink it and it's like how did I get so much stuff into my body at once? So that's the huge part about it. And you get all the fiber. Juicing, throw mass amounts of, you know, like all, another, not, you throw the garden in a juicer and it comes out, but we don't have, we don't have the fiber. So what we're getting with juicing is to easily absorb whatever we take in 
and the digestive system doesn't have to break it down. It doesn't have to do much. We really just get it. And we maintain having nutrients by still feeling light and airy and can move, right? So with a smoothie, it's obviously a little bit heartier. So it can, it can replace a lunch or a dinner if you have enough stuff in it. You maybe don't have enough time to sit down and eat something. Um, but it can also be a great place to throw in our spirulina and our medicinal mushrooms if we're not drinking them warm and, and all that, but yet still have that fiber. So I'm a strong component of juicing and you can do juice cleanses. Just recognize your, your body and yourself. It usually takes about three days of juicing to really start to feel good, especially if we're eliminating our bowels. So I will always let somebody know to have some veggie broth or bone broth or even just throw in some avocado if they're on a juice cleanse and wanting to quit so they can have some substance. But I think juicing is, is highly beneficial. It allows the digestive system to rest, which is huge, and allows you to then get full nutrients without a lot of work. Um, so I don't know that I have a direct answer for your how long somebody should. Um, but I would say again, listen to your body. If you're feeling like things are off or you maybe just went through a big stressful time, like a, a sickness or a death in your family or, you know, what's going on now with the schedule changes and everything, it's a great time to maybe positively move your focus into something like a detox or a cleanse to get your body back to yourself and recognize that, that I, again, that control thing, I have control over what I'm putting in my body and I can do it in this way and so with any detox just listen don't go overboard if you start to get lightheaded or you start to get or if you vigorously exercise scale that back a little bit so you're not on the treadmill and you know fall and hurt yourself and I know this seems kind of like well duh but it's not people go in and they want to keep that same boom 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 and forget that the body's trying to heal with the detox so we've got to put it in a place where it can heal. And that doesn't mean you can stop everything you're doing, but we can scale things like hardcore workouts back and do more yoga and Pilates or gentle movement or just go in a walk in nature or something um, to still move our body, but not be putting ourselves in that place of overworking it. Um, so yeah, I would say detox is always great if it's like you said, in a word, balance, but that we're eliminating our bowels, that we're able to move out. So if you do juice cleanse and realize you're not pooping, yes, it's because you maybe aren't getting fiber or fat, but that would be where I would definitely be doing an enema. If it's enema each day of the cleanse, if it's colonics and you're just maybe doing a three day, you could get away with one. You know, I always say one before, one during, and one after, but... <laughs> I obviously believe how important it is and that's not always working with everybody's schedule or what they might feel comfortable doing but again it will not take you backwards regardless of how much you don't enjoy the whole process of any sort of tube and water going into your rectum the outcome is always beneficial so thank you Sarah yeah that's very very true even you know with the we're talking about charcoal as well so I always um, speak um, about charcoal and how important it is to use uh, charcoal even like my my routine in the morning is to drink in, uh, you know with water lemon a little bit of sea salt and charcoal but then when you're drinking charcoal for longer than three days and your, um, your, your, what happens is if you're, like you are saying, if you're not removing the toxins 
from your body, then, you know, it's going to go back to your bloodstream. So you may have to make sure that you're drinking a lot of water, doing colonics, that it actually, it has a way of coming out yeah. or not going back, you know, and affecting again your, your organs. So, you know, it's all, it's all very logic. It just, I, I think like we should all be thinking very logic and thinking, okay, whatever I put in my body, read the label, you know, it's going to stay there. It needs to come out somehow, you know? So yeah. And, and I think you can do that by the simple question of, of what are you eating? And I always tell people, how is it serving my body? Like you can literally, so, so, and that, that's, there's always an answer to that. And there's no right or wrong answer, depending on what you're, you know, depending on what you want. So if you're eating a cookie, how does that cookie serve my body? Purely pleasure. And if you want pleasure at that moment and you're cool with it, eat the cookie, enjoy that cookie and then move on. But yeah, if we're that's a great approach. Make, yeah. yeah, if we're trying to make good changes and we're at that crossroad, Look at it, how is it serving my body? Now, if we're eating super healthy, of course we should be eliminating, but I'm gonna look at a salad and I'm gonna say every bit of this salad is serving my body. And so I'm not as, my body's not gonna be in a place of thinking about let's eliminate. It's gonna say, I'm gonna use this salad for all it is, the fiber, the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the protein, the micro and the macro, right? And so then we know I serve my body well. You know, I put the right going to fuel. Say thank you very much. <laughs> I yeah, love that. So I think more than not, people could look at their food and say, "How is this serving me?" Definitely. It's not a positive service. And again, that's okay if we're making that choice. I'm not perfect. There's times I eat for pleasure, but like I said before, like I, if I go and someone has me over and say we're eating something from their culture or their background. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna nitpick it and wonder, oh, it's healthy or whatever. I don't always want to watch them make it, <laughs> but I, but I will enjoy it as because that's love to them and that's them serving me love in the form of food. But but I can't apply that logic if I'm going through fast food. I can't apply that logic if I'm going and just putting something processed alcohol. You know, um, I apply that same logic there. You know, I don't go ever go into drinking to get drunk i won't say i haven't but i won't go into drinking to get drunk you can always choose quality quality you know there's organic vodka there's, there's organic yeah lots of organic wine now which is like you know it's it's not ever purely organic but the, obviously the limits of the yeah you can get up to 90 yeah. to 95 percent um but again, what organic certified organic food is truly organic anyway. You know, I mean, we can get into that whole debate. Oh, yes. That's a whole another subject. I mean, again, like I said, we could live in a bubble if we wanted to. Um, but yeah, so I would just, I think the biggest thing, it's almost like coffee that can really mess people up with drinking is the quality and then the stuff they put in it. You know, because if you're mixing a, even a margarita and you add the syrups and all that junk, not only then, and, and what I said, if you guys remember delivery method, alcohol is a delivery method. So whatever you put in that alcohol, it's gonna be delivered to your blood that much faster. Hey, so why not if you decide you're gonna drink that night, add some of your reishi mushroom to that thing or- Yeah, be, David Wolf is saying always like, if you're doing, you know, if you're drinking alcohol, put some fruits in there because then it's gonna actually, you know, the Oh, somebody signed on maybe or something. There is something going on. Ah, okay. Yeah, there is. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, so I would say like I've, I'll, I'll do kombucha or I'll do a kefir with my organic vodka or even around Oh, okay. Here. I did not know that. I made kombucha, but <laughs> I might try that now. <laughs> I had some, one time I had a neighbor call me out and they're like, okay, Sarah, you told me about kombucha. So do you just think you're like neutral because you're helping your liver while you hurt your liver? I said, hush your mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's other ways. And we know too, I don't know if you know, there's, I mean, there's kombucha, but then there's also Jung, which is so fermented with honey that it becomes an alcohol. And we can now buy kombucha in the 21 and up section because some kombucha has more of an alcohol content. So I think again, here's my thing about anything that's like that. A we mind didn't get to that point in the UK to have kombucha with alcohol yet. We, we don't have uh, the one that we can buy, but we have kombucha that has tons of sugar, you know, inside. Well, the from the what shop. they did here was somebody, you know, got on to the fact that everybody's drinking kombucha as a health drink. So what what did they do? They wanted to try to regulate it. So one time we had it where it was pulled off the shelves completely. You couldn't get kombucha anywhere unless you got it from a local person making it. And then they reevaluated the kombucha and then put it back out with certain versions that are 21 and up and then everything else falls under the line of being okay for the public but i would say here's the thing i think alcohol and any sort of substance and, and you know and i don't cannabis could fall into that it's a plant but anytime we're using something to numb us or make us not have control it's a problem and that could be sugar that could be carbs that could be anything so if you're choosing to come home at night and have your glass of wine to allow you to wind down or sleep better or just deal with your spouse better it's a problem okay if you feel like you're just having it maybe maybe you're good at pairing your wine with your dinner and that's a passion for you and it's it's a part of your meal go for it you know i had a client and he was a prominent doctor and i've told this story in different so if anybody on here that knows me you've heard this before but he orthopedic trauma surgeon really great at what he does, had a passion for coffee and espresso. Like espresso, having it only in the little cup. Now, I mean, he had the top of the line espresso maker that you'd find in a nice coffee shop. He'd get his bean shipped in from certain places. He'd even gone and gotten training to be a barista. And he's this big trauma surgeon, because that was his passion. And he told me about it. Now he was having seven espressos a day. That's seven shots. That's extreme, right? And we all know that, and he knew that. But again, this is his passion and he would put whole fat milk in it. And so I had to step back and take all of it in consideration because ideally the first thing you would say was you got to stop that coffee. So, which we know just like kids, you say you can't have something, somebody wants it more. Same with adults, even more so because they have control to have and they're gonna say, screw you lady, I'll have it anyway, right? Where your kids have to follow hopefully what you're saying. So um, I just said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to have this certain amount of water in the morning when you first wake up, okay? And just by knowing and by understanding the body and people is if you begin drinking water when you first wake up, it's gonna eliminate you having as much of everything else, right? So he did that. And over time, what was he down to? Like four, four shots of espresso versus seven, which is a huge change. And he later on said, he said, you know, Sarah, if you would have told me to get rid of that, espresso and that milk I probably wouldn't work with you as long because we worked together for about two years and um he said because it because not only was was I saying no to something he was passionate about I would have been completely changing his routine 
right? The routine of how he wakes up in the morning and grinds those beans and smells the coffee and the espresso and his certain cups he used and all of that. And that's what coffee is for a lot of people. It's that routine of waking up in the morning and smelling it. And, you know, ideally, unless you're going through, you know, McDonald's or Starbucks or something like that, you're not getting that. But even Starbucks, it's your favorite barista. It's the person that you would just enjoy seeing that that gives your morning. And again, that's changed for a lot of people because they're working from home. So when we get into the alcohol or the cannabis or any of that stuff, highest quality, again, know where your weed's coming from, know where you're, you know, that you're choosing a higher quality of alcohol because even vodka, it could be corn, it could be wheat, it could be, you know, so I know there's a local company here. I know the owners and they have non-GMO corn. So it's not organic, but I know it's non-GMO corn and I like supporting the local person. Um, but do not do it to numb something that you're not ready to face. Okay. That, because then that falls into that stress category and then it becomes a sabotage. It's not a pleasure. It's a sabotage. So again, try not to drink to numb, drink to get drunk. Now, sometimes it will, you know, if you're with friends and you're just having, here comes another before you know it, you're tipsy and, and it was a beautiful night. You probably won't even have a worse hangover the next morning because you laughed by the whole time you were having your wine. But if we're coming home to self-sabotage, one that's greater than what I will work with a client on, like they can work with me, but we need to seek alternative help. And um, and then it's you examining why are we doing it? You know, why, why do I come home and have to have three glasses of wine at night to be able to hang out with my family? There's a lot of conversations that aren't being had and that's affecting your health also. So again, what we're mixing with the alcohol, what's our purpose, all the same things I would ask you with food, you know? That's my philosophy on the alcohol. If you want to make that choice to choose not to drink because you know you have an addictive personality, then that's a smart choice. If you're not someone who falls in line with being addicted to things, then it's probably not the worst for you. Um, but if it's mind altering and, and those type of things, yeah, I would, I would stay away from it until you're back in control. Until you're back in a place where you know you could have one drink and it's no big deal and you're good. But if you're not in control, it's best to eliminate it hmm. in my opinion yeah thank you very much yeah that's uh, that's very very true with um but it all you know it's all in here so it's the same with food and the same with the with alcohol any addictive or anything like this so uh, i guess we have to start from it all comes i mean most of it comes from habits that we're creating somewhere along our life so uh, either from childhood or later on just to deal with something and then it stays with us so yeah. Uh, yeah definitely thank you for that there is some questions here that i have from um i don't know if i'm making the note or is it something happening? and i try as i could see some questions pop up i tried to intertwine them in my yeah what we were talking about but i know yeah, we got also um yes there's some here um but also i have a uh, question what would you recommend uh, to lower down blood pressure and to keep heart rate balanced? Well, that's eliminating a lot of your stimulants, okay? And, and that's a mental thing too, practicing some sort of meditation or yoga, something that's calming your mind. Because for a lot of people, they might even be able to associate some of that with anxiety or um and so I would say your stimulants like that are sugar, caffeine, your wine, 
your, I mean, or alcohol and those type of things. And, and for someone who's having a trouble getting control of that, those have to just be eliminated for a while. What about for those that they are actually on medication, you know, that they're on prescri prescribed medication for that, but they want to come off the medication? Then I would still eliminate that. I would also make sure you're buffering your body with some good quality fat. Okay, because we, we got to quit looking at fat. Yes, there's bad fat, but we have to quit looking at fat as this like fat. Like, I mean, you know, we have to look at it as a as a buffer for our brain, a buffer for our um, organs and things like that. So I'm talking with, you know, high quality coconut, coconut oil. I'm talking about avocados. Um, you know, even cacao or hemp or all the nuts and seeds that I said were positively to digest, but we need to get some, you could do it from um, a good uh, pumpkin seed oil, or if you're not vegan, a good quality fish oil, but just be mindful again of where it comes from. But I would say I would be looking at good quality fat, of course, greens, and even on medication, still eliminating those stimulants because you're you're still the body's still going to respond to those in a certain way you're just maybe not feeling the symptoms and and um and I think digestively, I would start working on the digestion. We've all heard that, it, you know, disease begins in the colon. And so we can make all these changes, but if we're still digestively not functioning well, it's going to become a problem. So, yeah, thank you for that. So another one is, uh, please, could you recommend uh, uh, recommendations for reversing autoimmune conditions connected to the thyroid? Okay. So we talked about that. Uh, I mean, definitely cut out gluten. Okay. Yes, you were saying about thyroid, yes, and gluten connection, definitely. Yeah, and then and then here's here's where the where it becomes tough with that is because you know sometimes people go in between hyper and hypo, and so you really have to monitor that with with whoever your healthcare professional is. So ideally, in a holistic based um, doctor or nurse practitioner, but then we can get into our sea vegetables and a quality iodine. But then you have to know where you are with your thyroid yeah. because then you could. Flop yourself the it shouldn't be in the iodine although they're saying that you go through the stage where it should they say both cases should be but david says that if you're hyper uh, active it might at some point you might go a stage that you will have symptoms like you have too much iodine but then it will balance it but you know right. be under control of doctor obviously and doctor will tell you don't take iodine <laughs> right but that's where i would say um you know, that's where it has to kind of be monitored because, but again, you have to get a trusted doctor that's going to recognize that you're doing that, but you can do it in a slower way with just sea vegetables. So that's going to be, you know, your spirulina, your blue green algae, your corella, your E3 live type, you know, marine phytoplankton type things. And then the other big thing that we haven't touched on at all, and this is going to be a huge thyroid disruptor is putting toxic things on your skin. Oh. Remember your skin is a huge, and you know this, this is your bread and butter right here, but know that your skin is your largest organ and it's a wonderful source for detox, but it also eats everything you put on it. And so again, that thyroid is going to, you know, reason why gluten is such a big deal is because the antibodies and the gluten, they mimic each other. And so when gluten's present, it attacks the thyroid but we have all these other environmental toxins and toxins from what we put on our skin, from perfume to lotions, to soaps, to even toothpaste and hair stuff that our body takes in and absorbs. And that's gonna be affecting the thyroid greatly. So, I mean, eliminating tissues and bowels, 
adding in, you know, like your, your sea vegetables, you know, losing gluten and then really being mindful of what your skin's being exposed to from your, from what you launder your clothes with to what you're spraying your counters down, what your hands are in when you're washing dishes, all of those things, because we just absorb them all. So that's, so that's what I would say as a starter, but be monitored on that because, you know, I'm not a hormone, like I can touch on hormones with people, but I, I will not ever try to be somebody's hormone God. I know a lot of the things I do will help balance them, but it's, I mean, there's so many hormones in the body that are affected in so many ways based on stress, eating and whatever. It, if you're in that place where you know, you're recognizing hormone issues from the form of your, if you're still cycling and that's off, your libido is off, you're, you're dry a lot during sex, all of those type of things. Is this gone to this bigger place? I'm going to say you work with somebody else while you're working with me because I, I would not ever want, because it's such a huge thing to work on once it's out of balance. It takes a lot of dedication and, and it's very serious. And so um, if you feel like you're already in that place, it's one of those where I would say seek out and ask somebody who possibly knows to find a really great natural path hormone doctor to work with you and that's monitoring it you know every two to three weeks to a month it needs to be monitored because it can change that quickly and so it is something you really need to um seek out alternative health from and i and i would be the first to tell a client if they came in with a lot of those greater symptoms i'll give you a lot of things like i said that are moving you forward but the bigger picture needs to be with someone that's going to offer you more than what i do i don't do testing i don't do blood work i don't do those kind of things so but um, yeah, next question. Yeah, so uh, we have a question here from Emma. Um, I ate a lot of crap yesterday and it made me feel dreadful today, completely floored. Also, when I start to detox and drink loads of water, I get lumps in my forehead. I know the answer is don't eat, eat crap, uh, chocolate and crisp, but do you think I'm intolerant to something? Or do, uh, I don't eat sugar normally. Um, you know, it could be just the fact that you shocked your body you know from uh, from a quality eating to then now like something like you're saying crap and everybody's definition of crap is different like i could say something's crap that some people eat all the time um and that's not their crap <laughs> so i would say you know somebody asked about fasting my thought about fasting especially after you've eaten crap the next day you could fast just have some warm water with lemon tons of water to flush make sure your bowels are moving and then maybe just charcoal. have some veg yeah charcoal well i'll talk about charcoal again because i meant to say this when you some veggie broth and charcoal is wonderful now like she said if charcoal's starting to clog you up then then make sure we're moving our bowels or get off of it because what charcoal is doing and we know this is by design the charcoal if you look at that molecule moving in your body it's attracting toxicity so I always tell people to take charcoal when they travel if they've been on a plane all the other people's toxin, but the jet fuel, take charcoal right before bed after you have drank. It's also like, I just talked to somebody about niacin cleansing and using charcoal at, at the end of the niacin detox. So it's wonderful, but if you're just taking it to take it because you know it removes toxins, we gotta be eliminating our bowels. So yes, for eating crap days, yes, but we still wanna be flushing and moving things through. Why you're getting lumps on your forehead really could just be the toxic response of your body to the shock of something you know um i'm not sure how the lumps are if they're like lumps like pimples or if they're just a skin irritation but um oh, because then i was showing i think she's showing what yeah she's showing the forehead the dirt yeah but i would say start out with warm water with lemon some um 
some broth, veggie broth or bone broth. I know someone brought up my thoughts on bone broth <laughs> again. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not anti-bone broth. I'll have one, if, if it's a meat-eating client that has fasted or something, I'll say, you know, start bone broth to enter in. I would say as someone who grew up eating meat, grew up on a farm with animals, I can disassociate and drink bone broth more than I could ever make it. Now as an adult, I can, you can, I mean, I would have to be not conscious at all to be making the bone broth myself, the actual bones and I, I just can't do it because I get too connected with the animal and think of the animal cut up and whatever. But um, drinking bone broth, if I, you know, I can. Now, you can still create a bone broth type quality with vegetables and sea vegetables and miso and stuff. So, um, but yes, do you get collagen from it? Do you get minerals? But again, you only get what that animal got. So if you got bone broth from quality animals that ate well and didn't get shot up with, think about what our bones absorb and what's in it. And that's what you'll get. So yeah, I mean, if that's what resonates with you and feels good, it you could be having way worse. And again, it's, a, it's an animal product that you're not really having to digest. You just, again, take on that energy. So I'm not anti-bone broth for a meat eater. Um, because I do see how it benefits some people. Um, but consciously for myself, I'm just not going to, I could have it every once in a while, but I really, I can't disconnect from. Yeah, it makes you it aware of the energy that you are actually eating because the also the animals before they get killed, they release cortisol. So you have to, you know, you have to think you're eating the energy of fear as well, the animal before it gets yeah and you know everybody has like everybody who's consciously eating meat that i know of that that eats meat from a higher level people have different understandings and ideas some of it's cultural some of it's deep rooted some of it is i know that animal serves its purpose and is going to die anyway and i'm going to then allow it they, they think it's a circle of life like you know it served its purpose to do this this and this and its final purpose is to nourish and feed me and i'm not going to debate anybody on that when i get a meat eater i'm just going to break down what the what it's doing to the body or how it could be preventing them from their goals or helping them with their goals the ethical moral part is on them as individual to go back because again like it's i'm not going to deal with somebody's religion or somebody's any it's of that everyone's choice yes they as, as right. long as they know how it's happening now and they this is you know you can't explain that this is everyone uh, making their own choices and we're all responsible for our own choices. So I do agree with you completely on that. You know, um, some people might be more sensitive to it. Some people are less sensitive to it. So it's all, all depends on the individual. Um, is that, sorry, I interrupted you. Is that- uh, No, we could go on for the next question. I think I helped it, you know. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on fasting? Um, well, fasting can be done in multiple ways. As we know, there's water fasting. I've had clients do not, not, not led by me, but I've had upwards to 18 days of water fasting on someone and he was able to work. He was still driving his motorcycle. He was, but again, that's a mental thing. That was a mental shift. He was doing it very consciously and very strong willpower, but got colonics during those 18 days. Again, I didn't guide it. I don't know where he came like. I wasn't a part of anything but the colonics and just asking him a lot of questions because I'm always curious when somebody who's not necessarily mindful with their food chooses to do a water fast. Um, then there's fasting as an intermittent fasting, which is extremely popular now. 
and it has a lot of benefits. I would suggest women not be fasting as long as men, especially depending on if you're childbearing or, or wanting to be childbearing. I think there's different. So that's something you're going to have to look at deeper instead of just going off of whatever program said, hey, stop eating at six and, you know, start eating again at 10. Is it that um, with the intermittent fasting you're saying right. as well, that there's different times for women and different times for men? Right. Like, I don't necessarily think women need to go 12 to 16 hours, especially if you're choosing to still have children and you haven't had children. Um, because again, that hormone situation in the body. Now, men, it's a little different. But I would say, uh, I'm not against intermittent fasting. I think it helps a lot of people and I think it has a lot of valid. But again, during that eating time, make sure you're having the most nutrient dense food because if we're only eating for eight hours and what we're getting in that eight hours isn't good, then our body still ends up deficient. And then we're not going to get the benefits that we've been sold is so good because the body's still deficient. And so none of these things work if we're not doing it in a very positive um, outlook when we're not fasting. Yes, yeah, so so, it needs to be very mindful, you know, and we have to be... Well, know. most people are choosing to do these things, unfortunately, for a vanity purpose of losing weight and to look a certain way. And that's, not, I mean, we all want to look good naked in the mirror and we want to love our bodies in that regards, but we can still be skinny and unhealthy. And then we wake up every morning skinny, but unhealthy and so that's the focus needs to be on yes I know we want to I'm not going to debate with anybody that says they want to be but not skinny to detriment to our health or, or that type of a thing what's our next okay that's the last question here because we went over with time I know yeah and I got I, I got a client at 315 my time yeah, so let me just uh, let me go with no, I've enjoyed it so I'm not worried about it but I just <laughs> um anything nutritional that can cleanse the blood and lymphatic system that's huge um so of course like if we just get down to basic of foods that's any of your greens sea vegetable greens any of your because green is blood cleansers lymphatic is a, is a deeper deeper thing okay and so i think one we have to be in a position to release the lymphatic and so that's things like rebounding um you know if you know what a the jumping on a trampoline is um any sort of cellulose if you're hanging upside down that's a good right. invert inversion tables those yeah. type of stuff because that's why we know when someone gets cancer what do we what's our next and it gets your lymph nodes so so much is carried through that lymphatic system but yet a lot of stuff is not focused on the lymph it's focused on just like cellular and blood so we have to be doing things to wake our body up for the lymphatic system to eliminate because it gets so clogged so I would say first focus on the food, 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 before we add in a bunch of supplements. Then do um, like inversion, dancing. I mean, dancing, you could dance, but um, on the trampoline, that kind of thing. Um, and that will be a huge start for that lymphatic system. But again, once we start dumping the lymph, we have to eliminate. So make sure that we're doing that skin elimination and bowels elimination. Thank you very much. I can see that my, my my laptop is not charging and I'm nearly out of battery as well. So, when I realized, I, I just now forgot too that y'all are probably, some of y'all have probably fallen asleep on me, so hopefully not. But, no, it was so interesting, you know, it's like <laughs> everyone is here, everyone is watching. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. I think we, because we went uh, one and a half hours, so obviously I'm going to be moving the sound bath to either tomorrow, guys. So you're going to let me know on the group if you want to do it tomorrow and then we can connect it again. 
but uh, you know thank you so much everything oh thank you amazing amount of information good good uh, everyone will gonna have to digest that before they move on to digesting food <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt well everybody's probably done eating for the night anyway so no, yeah i think it's yeah it's <laughs> late it's, it's good actually in the uk people eat quite quite early they don't eat yeah early. yeah so uh so yes so thank you very much uh, for being with us. And could I ask you if anyone would like to uh, connect and would like to ask you more questions or you know use uh, your your session therapy sessions with you using the holistic uh, nutrition, uh, how they can connect with you? What is the way that they could, could you maybe write back yeah. in the chat box your details? Uh, yeah, let me see. Where do I pull up that? Okay, where do I pull? Yeah. If anyone would like a colonic, uh, we do have a colonic facility in Orderly Edge, so we do that. So uh, uh, me and my husband, uh, he's operating that since years now. So uh, you're more than welcome to, to see us if you're around Cheshire. And um, yeah, and if you're on the other side <laughs> where Sarah is, you can go for colonic to, to Sarah as well. So uh, we have it uh, on the both sides. And uh, if you're, ah, there it is. There are your details, Instagram. So Sarah gave us details for her website and Instagram. If you would like to speak to her and, you know, speak uh, about your individual program, then uh, please. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah over to her website or connect uh, yeah and any of the deep nutritional stuff i start out with a nutrition consult and there is a fee for that we speak for an hour after you filled out the paperwork and i do try to provide you um with value just like um just like today like i want you even if we don't work together to walk away with something you know um and then of course my one-on-one -on -one programs can be done via you know zoom or whatsapp or whatever way we can communicate long distance um to get deeper on a on a program, which is, is very attainable, um, but I just have to get to know you even more than the surface stuff for that kind of work. So that's why the health history gets done before. So thank you guys for all the compliments too in the chat, and I'm glad. Thank you, Marlena, for having me here. Thank you very much for joining us and for all this information, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Yes, yes, very much. So, all right, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you everyone for, for right, joining bye. us. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.